0: Welcome to Analytics for You podcast. If you want to listen our Spanish version, please skip to minute 16. Bienvenidos al podcast Analytics for You. Si quieres escuchar nuestra versión en español, puedes irte al
1: minuto 16.
0: welcome guys to a new episode of the analytics for you podcast this is a space to talk about technology digital solutions and analytics in the healthcare field my name is marian montero I am here with Ruben. How are you doing, Ruben?
1: Doing well, Marielle. but it's going to be weird because it's one of the first podcasts without, officially without Michael. So yes. I know he missed uh, a few earlier, but this time it's uh,
0: yes officially.
1: It's,
0: it's definitely a new era for our podcast. And we are in the casting to our new co-host. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. The show must go on. So. Mm-hmm.
0: But our production team, Emily and Manuel, are as always supporting us. and They send you very special questions.
1: Oh, let's do this. (laughs) Always good questions.
0: Yes. (laughs) If you could master one of the four elements, which one would you choose to be able to control?
1: Wow. Okay, so you normally don't tell me the questions in advance, but this time you did. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I got very confused with the four elements, but uh, it's earth, wind, fire, and water. Uh, for those that don't know them 100%, So because uh, for some reason, I started saying different things. But uh, So earth, wind, fire, or water. I think for me, it's pretty obvious that I would go with fire. As a little kid, yeah, as a little kid, my my uh, parents thought that I was uh, way too much into fire than than I should be, and I and I did. I, I tried to uh, burn every single thing that that I could to figure out what would happen when when they were exposed to fire. Uh, and for for those of you that uh, lived through those through those times, I, I grew up in the seventies and eighties, so you can imagine that. Uh, we didn't have as many of those safety measures as we do today, and uh, and I did all sorts of uh, crazy things with with uh, cigarette lighters and with uh, matches, but uh, always uh, luckily not, never close enough to cause any any actual harm. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, you you pretty quickly learn that if you play with fire, you get burned. So, but uh, I think it's definitely the element that I would uh, love to be able to to manipulate and uh when i see characters in the comic books that that can control fire i am always uh, pretty pretty into them so how about you mariel which one of the four would you want to be able to master
0: (laughs) i can say i consider myself a person more attached to the ground but if i could be in control of any of this element i would like it to be water because it seems to me that is it is managed correctly it can help many people and animals to live properly in the world yep i believe that clean water shall reach everyone
1: i love it i love your answer (laughs) it shows it shows great spirit uh, and that you want to use it for for to do a lot of good so well done well done <laughs> see you down marine
0: thank you everybody um, let's get into it spoiler alert in this episode and the next, we are going to make a special comments about our episode 24 the interview with our first client Cheson De Santiago Roca Direct. Director of Quality and Technology of the Grupo Rescue in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. If you understand Spanish, we recommend that you listen to the interview before receive any spoilers. On this episode, we will reference episode 24 from minute 19 to minute 32. Ruben, Mr. Santiago highlighted the importance of. Customizing the design for data analysis tours by their clients' needs. Can you please expand on that?
1: Yeah, uh, customization is really essential in almost every single thing uh, that we do as as people, and uh, so this is. It just so happens that it's also going to be important in the in the data uh, world. Uh, and obviously, the data as it relates to um, <clears throat> healthcare. But uh, let me give you an example that's not related to to healthcare. When you go, and, and one that everybody can, can identify with, when you go to buy a car, you know that they come with different features. So you actually go look at probably the same model, say you want, want to get an SUV, And you want uh, a a Toyota, Toyota might have, you know, two or three models. So you decide on on the size model that you want. And then you say, okay, I I want a mid-size SUV. And then inside of the mid-size SUV, they've got different options. Oh, if it has four-wheel drive or not, if it it has leather seats, if it has, you know, a, a, a radio system with 15 speakers, if it's got the cruise control and, you know, now all the fancy things like a touch screen with GPS and can it detect other cars, does it, does some cars even park themselves and some of them even drive themselves. So you're going to be looking at all all sorts of different options that let you customize what you are going to uh, purchase. And so think about that when you, when you're thinking of any other, you know, any other ventures that you, that you would approach. If you go to uh, a, you know, a, a, a healthcare setting and you have three departments, let's think of radiology, let's think of cardiology, and uh, let's think of uh, nuclear medicine. Each one of them is going to look at different things in data that is important to them. Why? Because they operate very differently. Uh, In a radiology department, if you're going to do an MR uh, of the knee, which could be sometimes a 45-minute study, or uh, angio MR, which can also be, you know, scheduled probably for a one-hour session, even if it doesn't take that long it's going to be a very different uh analysis data wise you, that you're going to do if you're going to be doing say uh a uh, um, a wrist ultrasound uh, musculoskeletal msk which could take you i don't know maybe 10 minutes or 15 minutes so or uh, or a mammography exam where you know you have uh the patient in a very uncomfortable position and and you want to do things you know, differently, not just in the in the sense of what the scheduled time for the exam is, but how that patient is interacted with. Uh, in cardiology, uh, you go for an echocardiogram, and in some places, you know, it takes uh, 45 minutes. Sometimes you even have to do it with with IB. Uh And so those are different things that you need to be looking at than than what you would look at in the radiology setting. And in nuclear medicine, I mean. Even more things. If if you have to give somebody iodine, or if you're gonna, uh, or if they're just gonna get a normal uh, cardio, uh, nuclear medicine, you know they're gonna come in in the morning and then they have to come in in the, in the afternoon to to uh, walk on the treadmill. And those things are uh, are gonna have very different workflows. If you try to account for data in just one. Particular way for every one of those different scenarios that I just explained, you're going to be looking at the wrong things, and it's not going to give you much. It's it's going to feel like, um, like the person that's giving you the data doesn't understand what it is that you're trying to accomplish, and so that's where customization comes into play. Okay, you have to make sure that if you're looking at waiting times for exams, that you're looking at them very differently for radiology than you are for cardiology than you are for nuclear medicine uh, because they're going to tell you different things. If you have somebody waiting for an hour in, you know, uh, the radiology setting, as I mentioned, for an MR, they may actually just be absolutely and completely normal because either they showed up early or because somebody's running late on a previous, on a previous study. Whereas if you did that in, you know, in an ultrasound or you did that in some other uh, situation it might just be a red flag and an alarm uh, about what you want to uh, accomplish so or you know what metrics you want to be uh, in of course by the time a company like ours comes into play and we go in and, and work with the customers they already know what their timings should be and so you know we can all we need to do is kind of plug and play whatever those numbers uh, they, that they gave us in order to be able to use that to create notifications or to create alerts uh, or to uh, you know using the particular reports that they're that they're gonna be working with so that uh, they'll know whether it's it's reaching the thresholds or exceeding them, and from there uh, the actions that need to to happen. So customization is essential, essential. We always sit down with our customers and we we review with them what are the things that are important to them and once you do that that's when you start really understanding how you're going to apply the data in a way that is custom to them and every site is almost 100% different than the other sites you can never assume that they're anywhere near each other in in the same in, in the in a form of uh, equality based on either workflow or the way that uh, they carry out with their uh, their process their processes. So, so yeah, that's it. I would think that that's exactly what Santiago was referring to, and uh, it, you want to always keep that in mind when you're working with with data. It, it doesn't always tell you the exact same thing uh, that it does in a different location because you have to customize it to a particular situation.
0: Yes, and um, Santiago also recognized you for. How the philosophy of this and um, how this analytics is based on the principle of listening to the client and going beyond their needs, even identifying needs that they didn't know they had.
1: Yeah, that's uh, you know, it's something that because we listen, because we ask questions, uh, we we tend to to get to to a lot of those. Uh, Answers that that the, and identification of needs that are important to the to the customers. I uh, I've always thought that because I know by now with uh, all the all the experience uh, that most every site is f- fairly different. You have to be able to literally co- go in with a blank slate in your in your head. You ha- you cannot go in there with uh, assumptions or preconceived notions about the way that they work. You have to literally act as if you're completely ignorant and be led down the road of what is important to them and not necessarily what is important to you. <clears throat> of course, your experience also tells you, because you've seen some things before, that you know, certain things work in certain ways or that certain uh, industry best practices can be applied. But you can't just go in there saying, hey, here's, you know, the industry best practices." Yeah, Because they may already be doing them. They may already be into them. Uh, And so you would look like, you know, like you're not even paying attention to the fact that they're already doing things like that. We don't like doing that at all. We like going in, talking to the customers with a completely blank slate and letting uh, the questions and and the things that we see uh, lead us down the path of uh, what is best for them.
0: Yes. Thank you, uh, Ruben, for, for joining us.
1: <laughs> this yep. is a
0: wrap. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to us. Stay tuned for upcoming
1: episodes.
0: Goodbye.
1: See you later.
0: Bienvenidos a un nuevo episodio de Analytics for You Podcast. Este es un espacio para hablar de tecnología, digital solutions y análisis en el sector salud. Mi nombre es Mariel Montero y estoy hoy aquí con Rubén. ¿Cómo te sientes en este día, Rubén?
1: Muy bien, muy bien, Mariel. Eh, un poquito weird porque es el primer episodio oficial donde ya no tenemos a Michael, pero el show... Debe continuar así. Que.
0: Yes. Es una nueva era para nuestro podcast Y estamos en el casting De un nuevo co-host eh, Para este Grandioso equipo Sí mismo <ríe> en, Mientras tanto Nuestros productores Siempre nos enganchan con preguntas Muy interesantes Y la pregunta del día de hoy es muy interesante Rubén, como ya sabes Si pudieras dominar uno de los cuatro Elementos ¿Cuál elegirías para poder controlar?
1: Bueno, para mí es fácil porque desde pequeño he tenido una fascinación con el fuego, así que me podría, me, me encantaría poder manipularlo de diferentes maneras. Eh, me encantaba jugar con, con el fuego y quemar todo lo posible. En los 70s y en los 80s, cuando yo era niño y teenager estaba creciendo, no teníamos eh, todas las eh, to, todos los temas de, de, de preocupaciones y y de protección que tenemos ahora así que yo creo que que quemé hasta plástico eh, y me lo lo olí completo sin sin saber que eso era tóxico pero bueno (risa) (risa) así es es la vida gracias a Dios nunca eh, hice nada que fuera muy dañino porque uno bastante rápidamente aprende que jugar con fuego puede ser lo más lo más peligroso del mundo así que ah, sí. pero eh, siempre me he quedado con esa fascinación de poder ¿verdad? tal vez controlar el fuego
0: wow y tú eh, de mi parte yo soy más cercana al agua eh, soy una persona en realidad muy de tierra o sea me gusta mucho la tierra pero creo que si decidir si pudiese decidir manejar un elemento sería el agua porque entiendo que el agua si está bien manejada, puede ser llevada a los lugares donde sea más necesitados por las personas o por los animales, porque muy bien sabemos que muchos lugares están en escasez de de, este maravilloso elemento. Entonces, si yo lo pudiese manejar, creo que me gustaría hacerlo en base a esa iniciativa.
1: Definitivamente, de, increíblemente altruista de tu parte y eh, sería muy interesante ¿verdad? poder proveerle agua limpia a, a todos los que la necesiten. Exactamente. Eh, y, y en algún momento, ya lo estamos está viendo en el, en el área suroeste de los Estados Unidos, va a haber mucha escasez hasta en países desarrollados. Así que eh, pienso que, que en algún momento nos pelearemos con, por el agua, tanto como se han peleado por, por el aceite y por otras cosas. eh, a través de la historia de los humanos así que
0: sería muy bueno
1: que lo puedas controlar,
0: ya veremos en un futuro
1: (risa) exacto
0: entremos en materia del día de hoy y alerta de spoiler en este episodio y el próximo vamos a hacer comentarios especiales sobre nuestro episodio número 24 la entrevista con nuestro nuestro primer cliente el señor Santiago Roca eh, director de calidad y tecnología del grupo Rescue Punta Cana aquí en República Dominicana y para los que no lo han escuchado les recomiendo escuchar esa maravillosa entrevista en este episodio haremos referencia al al episodio 24 desde el minuto 19 hasta el minuto 32 entonces Rubén el señor Santiago destacó la importancia de personalizar las herramientas diseñadas para el el análisis de datos según las necesidades de sus clientes, puedes por favor, ampliarnos en este tema.
1: Es uno de los temas realmente más importantes eh, en, en toda la vida. O sea, no es solamente en, en este concepto de la, de la data y en, y en el área de la salud, sino es algo que, eh, tanto como se puede lograr, <coughs> crea una afinidad de las personas hacia el producto o el servicio al cual estén recibiendo. Un ejemplo fácil De identificar es como cuando es cuando uno va a comprar un carro y uno eh, identifica el modelo, pero después tiene que ver qué tipos de opciones hay en ese modelo para personalizarlo a la manera, al gusto de uno. Por ejemplo, que si el asiento es de cuero, que si tiene 15 bocinas en, en el radio, que si tiene una pantalla grande para el GPS que si ahora se estacionan solo o hasta guían solo Todas esas opciones no son nada más que la manera de uno personalizar eh, el vehículo que uno está comprando. Así que si lo hacemos para eso, también debemos de hacerlo para cosas mucho más importantes que eso. Por ejemplo, si uno va eh, mirándolo en el campo de la salud, si uno mira la data de tal vez tiempo de espera, en un departamento de radiología versus en un departamento de cardiología versus en un departamento de medicina nuclear te va a dar números diferentes y mucho más cuando entras dentro de cada departamento en el diferente tipo de estudio que puedas estar haciendo en cada departamento. Entonces, decir que un paciente que está esperando un periodo de tiempo X en radiología es lo mismo con paciente que está esperando ese mismo tiempo X en cardiología sería un error porque los dos departamentos operan diferentes y además de operar diferente tienen diferentes este, estudios y diferentes eh, expectativas del, del servicio en tiempo de espera que, que pueden eh, proveer uno tiene que tomar eso en cuenta internalizarlo e incluirlo verdad en la manera que uno esté creando tal vez alertas notificaciones no, ¿eh? esté creando los reportes, porque si no, va a tratar cada una de estas cosas como que son un, algo estándar, y si no lo trata como si fuese algo estándar, realmente no va a aplicar apropiadamente a lo que eh, se espera para la para el desempeño del, del centro, así que el aspecto de personalizar las cosas es esencial en todo lo que hacemos, y tal vez más esencial todavía cuando estamos hablando de de data, información, analítica que uno usa para llegar a para tomar decisiones y llegar a acciones
0: en ese episodio Santiago también reconoció te reconoció por como la filosofía de dis- analytics está fundamentada en el principio de escuchar al cliente y de ir más allá de sus necesidades incluso identificando eh, necesidades que ellos no sabían que tenían
1: si sí, esto es eso Como que van atados la una con la otra, pero la porque si uno tiene que personalizar las cosas, pues obviamente tiene que entender al cliente y las necesidades del el cliente. Eh, yo siempre he querido, aún cuando es más, es más, mientras más años de experiencia he adquirido, más he entendido que lo mejor es entrar con la mente en blanco a todos los a todos los sites que uno visita y no asumir nada en términos de la manera que operan. Claro que hay ciertas similitudes, pero no se puede entrar pensando que uno o lo ha visto antes o que debería hacerse de X o Y manera simplemente porque uno lo ha visto antes, hecho de X o Y manera. A mí me gusta llegar a los sitios y decir, ok, mente en blanco, vamos a ver cómo operan, vamos a ver qué son las cosas que son importantes en este este centro y de ahí eh, usar esa información para uno darle lo que ellos quieren y están buscando y si acaso hacer algunas sugerencias si es que se, eh, fuesen necesarias. Pero rara es la vez que eh, uno entra allí diciendo estas son las sugerencias, esta es la manera de hacerlo, deben de acoplarse eh, de esa manera porque si uno hace eso, uno realmente no está tomando en cuenta Eh, las diferencias que son reales que hay de un lugar a otro ya que la población de pacientes puede ser diferente su, su, eh, su empleomanía es diferente eh, todo todo lo que puede estar relacionado a, al centro eh, para sus procesos y para sus eh, expectativas de servicio pueden ser muy diferentes dependiendo de eh, factores tales, tales como los que he mencionado y uno no debe de, de asumir Que, que funcionarían igual que otros
0: entiendo perfectamente y eso es lo mejor para todos claro que sí uh-huh. eso, eso es todo por hoy Rubén eh, gracias por estar aquí conmigo y compartir estos eh, comentarios y nos vemos en un próximo episodio hasta luego
1: eh, hasta luego a todos i mm-hmm.